I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. Enough! Baby bitches leave. Enough! Baby bitches leave. Take a stand together. Baby bitches leave. Enough! Hey team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV with your hosts Ryan Ankner and myself Scott Sweeney, also known as the Turkey Boys. Hello. What's happening, hoops? Kid, I mean, it's opening day at Fenway, and I'm all fired up about it. How I got a beer you? right here. <laughs> Kids fucking glugging them. We love baseball here at the show. The dingas, the ribbies, the grand slams, the whole deal, really. Kid, nothing better. We should maybe go visit the cathedral and see if we can get in the stands. What do you like about it? <laughs> Because they have cardboard cutouts of everybody in the stands for these baseball games. And i that's supposed to uplift people on some level. Like, oh, look, it, it looks like there's a person there, that, but, but it isn't. It's so silly. I can't believe they're actually doing that. It's like, we know that Bunch of different- they're not real people. Like, why are we doing this? Who is this for? Like, kids? I'm not really sure. I suppose if you watched it on television, it would somehow create the illusion that there are lots of people in the stands. Mm. But uh, I don't know. We we don't like sports. So like what we think and, and you know, none of this is going to really add up. Like I'm sure the baseball guys don't give a shit what's in the stands. They're just yeah. ready to watch the touchdowns or whatever happens. <laughs> also, I bet there's still unbelievable traffic after the game, even though people aren't allowed to go to it. Oh, God. They'll just... Will be traffic take for, a stand. for reasons unknown. How about uh, local celebrity uh, author take of the Take a Stand videos having some, uh, a.k.a. Chris Rossi, having some trouble uh, with the law oh. recently? I don't know if you watched that video on his YouTube channel. I didn't. Mm. Mm, this sounds like something we should get into. I feel <laughs> right like we should, dive, we should dive deep into this above all mm. other news. But mm. that's uh, go to the Enough uh, podcast instagram and dm me and i'll dm you a link to the video yeah that's how we're gonna get into it he's he's fallen on hard times poke kid along with there's a lot of i'm looking at all the news that i wrote down from earlier in the week and it's all stuff that the news cycle is so fast now none of this feels like it's relevant anymore Hmm. like this nick cannon thing like didn't we do that already why did i even write that down Nick Cannon is hilarious. <laughs> I am going to mention that Corey Feldman is on the attack. Ooh. He's the guy in Hollywood that now that all this sex scandal scuff is com- <laughs> stuff is coming out, he was the guy who sort of spearheaded the movement years ago, saying that there was this Hollywood elite that you know raped all the kids and all that stuff. And he would never name names, and people accused him of lying and whatever. Now, apparently, there are women coming forward saying that he sexually assaulted them. So he was ousted from his own, uh, I guess, like team of sexual predator finding, you know, whatever they are. Well, yeah, <clears throat> he even made a movie recently. Yes, that was he was like, "This is it! I'm finally gonna name the names," and he still didn't name names. And he had like a big premiere where his awful band played a bunch of songs oh, with the Angels. He's a complete cartoon character. Are we in on him? 
Mm, Bitwise, yes. Reality-wise, no. He's he's a bit much. Although he was pretty strong in Friday the 13th Part 4. Strong child performance from Corey in that one. This is some of his music. This is his, like, number one hit, Ascension Millennium. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff. It's really bad. Yeah. It's basically just, like, completely auto-tuned. I can't even shut it off. It's, like, completely auto-tuned. He's he's the the worst. I did listen to his entire audiobook, though, and that was enjoyable. Mm. Did you hear that new Taylor Swift album that just dropped today while we're talking cuts? No, is it good? Not really. Mm. I kind of like producer her stuff. Sam enjoys it. Oh, so we gotta we gotta hear him out. Maybe I gotta give it another listen because I like her stuff in general, but this one just kind of like bored me. Mm. The thing with her is she doesn't have the most impressive voice, and this no. album like it's all about her like crooning, and I don't know if she had a better voice, it would be impressive. She's better in like a pop song that has a peppy little you know, like this. Oops. Ooh, where'd it go? <laughs> Remember this one? I do. This one's fine. Yeah, this is this is this is decent. This is more her speed. A lot of music news this week. Uh, I guess this apparently Drake is talking about going independent and leaving his record label, which is Universal's Republic Records. That's fine. And. They're seeming to think that if he does do that, it's possible for him to make $10 million a week for a year. If with whatever album, like based on his previous sales, if he were to release an album independently and be able to pocket all the money. Wow. Can you even imagine those kind of, that's like a billion dollars. Starting half from a the bottom and now he's there. That's no. powerful. I don't think there was ever a bottom for him. He yeah. is a bottom. <laughs> power? Uh, like, like you and I, we're a couple of power bottoms. <laughs> sure. Speaking of power bottoms, we got to get into the top story of the week. Folks, this is a Dave Franco heavy episode. I'm going to throw a disclaimer out right on Front Street. Yeah, he's 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 on top of the world right now. It's, it's Dave Franco's world. We're just living in it. He's going to star as Vanilla Ice in an upcoming Vanilla Ice biopic, which... You know, you don't. If I hadn't already played like thirteen songs, I would play "Ice Ice Baby." But I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind fine. of a terrible song anyway. Like, you don't need to make a biopic about everyone who's ever lived. Do we need a Vanilla no, Ice biopic? We do not. That will probably make him appear sympathetic for some reason, even though he's just like a dud who had one popular song that blatantly ripped off another popular song. And where is the love for me? Then he just kind of like faded into absurdity. Actually, yeah, that's actually a good point. I mean, I don't know what we could hear or what we could learn about Vanilla Ice that's really that interesting. Yeah, I feel like there's not a reveal waiting for us in the Vanilla Ice story. And if there is, I mean, who cares? He should have faded harder than he did. Like, he should have faded like Millie Vanilli. Like, you know. They, <laughs> he they, somehow remained relevant. Yeah. People still, he's probably doing very well on Cameo and has money still. Oh, yeah. He seems like a Cameo darling. Definitely. The, Let's see how much he is. But I mean, picturing Dave Franco as Vanilla Ice, I mean, I guess he could pull it off, maybe? I bet you that'll be a hit. Yeah. People have some sort of a weird thing about Vanilla Ice. Mm. Believe it's, it or not, it looks like he's not on here. Wow. He's probably under his real name. He's like serious now. 
All fucked up. Ice T and Ice Cube are on here. Oh. Ice T is $350. Ice Cube is $500. And there's some guy on here named Bubba Ice for $14. Just get him. Yeah, I like the I like those numbers. Did you hear that Ellen and uh, Portia de Rossi's home was burglarized on the 4th of July? No. Wait, they don't still live. Oh, wait, they they do do still live together. In uh, Santa uh, Barbara, California. I guess somebody broke in and stole some of their uh, sex toys because they're lesbians. (laughs) <laughs> and that's all they have in their home it's just a fleet of sex that's toys. all their worldly possessions and yes. that, was, that was what was removed from the home Ellen like Portia oh my god they're all gone a lot of negative Ellen DeGeneres news lately like all these people who worked for her on the show saying she was a shithead and I'm loving it I've heard for years everyone who's ever worked for us had like a horror story yeah. in the, uh, the aftermath it's a bad egg but uh, back to Dave Franco news, the important <laughs> stuff that we really need to cover. He's revealed he wrote a rom-com in quarantine with his wife, Allison Bree. Give me cancer now, <laughs> guy! Dave plans to direct this film, and Allison Bree will star in it. They say it's inspired by classics like When Harry Met Sally. <sighs> I love when people say it's inspired by, like, the best of this genre movie. It's like... <laughs> It won't be that good. Why are you like inviting that comparison right out the gate? It's a smart way to market something because it just immediately creates that association subconsciously where when it does come to your VOD, you'll look at it and go, oh yeah, that's that movie like When Harry Met Sally without even really thinking about it. Mm. So it's marketing, but yeah, I'm sure it's nothing like that. But yeah, the Dave Franco, James Franco got canceled and Dave is just like, okay, now I need to like do more so... There's enough Francos that were always around. The Franco family. Yeah, has James been doing anything? No, I he's, think... He's, like, fully canceled. They finished uh, that show on HBO that nobody watched. The oh, The Deuce. Deuce. Yeah. They finished that. I don't think he's done anything since. And he I, was in, like, everything for, like, forever. He was he was a real worker. Mm. They didn't cancel The Deuce either. They finished it out, yeah, right? that had a proper ending. Mm. Dopely. Yeah, Dave Franco, he'll come up more as uh, as the show goes on, I'm sure. Tiffany Haddish shaved her head. I don't wow. know if you caught that. I got a short haircut today, too, in honor of Tiffany Haddish. You were inspired by her. Uh-huh. Mm, that's fun. We still don't know if it's Haddish or Haddish. We say Haddish because we think it's funnier, but mm. no clue. I think I'm almost positive it's Haddish. Yeah, it's got Haddish, it. it's, Haddish doesn't right. make sense at all. She's in that Quibi Princess Bride Made at Home movie that's coming out at some point that I keep seeing commercials for and makes me question reality. Like the different people in it filmed it from their yeah. iPhones? Yes. And it's a remake? Yes. Ooh. We talked about that, didn't and we? It's, it, yeah, it's the final uh, role of Carl Reiner. That's his one <laughs> song. A Made at Home Quibi It's what killed remake. him. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'll take that disc, man, and I'll ram it up your box. And I saw they're making a new Gremlins show for HBO Max, Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai. Are you a Gremlins guy? I mean, I was when it was relevant and on VHS from Blockbuster, and I would watch it. Yeah, sure. That is a good Blockbuster In, like, 1993. Those are movies, I never saw them. I actually caught up with them, like, within the past couple years. 
and thought they were kind of fun for what they are. Yeah, it's something, if you watched them, you know, when they were new, you probably would have more of a feeling towards them, but yeah, I definitely, the effects and the way that they look don't hold up. I think they do in a way, because they use practical effects, so it's not like bad CGI, which ages terribly. It's, you know, it's mostly puppet stuff, which, you know, has its charm, even though it looks a little dated, what have you. But I'll check out a Gremlin show, see what's doing there. I'll watch just about anything these days. Like, as long as it's new content, I can be convinced, because... You know, what else are we doing? I'm literally watching season five Seinfeld episodes the other night. Just like, yeah, this is a show. Yeah. Classic. Here's something I've never said on the show before. Christopher Nolan's new movie, Tenet, was just delayed. (laughs) Once again, probably for the last time. I can't even pick an appropriate sound drop. I'm just disappointed. (laughs) and I don't even want to see it anymore. I'm, I'm out. It's over. That is, I was thinking it's putting a lot of pressure on these movies yeah. that are getting delayed because once they finally do come out, everyone's going to expect them to be great. And I'm sure some of them will just be like, whatever. Right. Imagine like a C plus movie that got delayed over 18 months. Yeah. It's like, like what'd you delay it for? Just put it out. It's not worth anything. Yeah. Once I finally watch A Quiet Place 2 in like a year <laughs> and a half, I'll be like, ugh, th- this? I have a pretty strong theory that the Top Gun sequel is going to suck. I got a good feeling about that one. Do you really? Yeah. I'm hoping I'm wrong, and I like the trailer, Mm. but just like all signs point to bomb. I think it looks cool. I hope so. But yeah, that got delayed again, too. Pushed back. Quiet Place, that, Tenet, and what else? Like some Disney movies? Probably everything. Right. Yeah. They just, they're delaying everything because it would be really dumb to put a movie out when there's like only theaters in the South open. Yeah. And I love how they keep lumping Mulan in with these movies. It's like, no one cares about Mulan. Like, do whatever you want with Mulan. Just put it on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> it's a jacket! <laughs> it's a beautiful Ooh. jacket. It's Mulan. Do you see that Mike Tyson is fighting Roy Jones Jr.? Like, in some sort of an old guy, 55-year-old boxing match? I'm a fustigate him. <clears throat> I'm a, a fustigate him. Are we Mike Tyson guys? I'm going to say that I am. Are you in or out? Kid, you ever see him in The Hangover? It's so fucking funny when he, like, shows up and does a thing. He, like, punches somebody, and it's... I'm a famous guy. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not really a Tyson no. guy. You're tired of him just, like, popping up and stuff, and it's supposed to be funny, and... He's, like, an interesting person. I watched that Jamie Foxx starring biopic we discussed last week mm. on the program. A lot of Mike Tyson things happening. But, yeah, he's kind of, like, a one-note dude. It's like, oh, yeah, he's, like, the wacky guy with a weird voice who used to be a boxer it's right. like okay he got was it. really rich and yeah. then he beat up his wife and yeah. beats up his wife and sleeps it off <laughs> oh mike tyson is alabama man it's a fun mashup um what else did you see that's that all my news they're making a third entry in the bad moms franchise which it's fucked up that that's even a franchise and that i even have to say that but is that the true. Mila Kunis and like they're having wine and yeah, it's, being bad mothers? It's Mila Kunis, Catherine Hahn, <laughs> and Kristen Bell. Those oh, are the bad moms. What a bad <laughs> trio. And they made A Bad Mom's Christmas, the second one. They're making the third one. It's going to be called Bad Mom's Moms. Bad Mom's Apocalypse. <laughs> they're bringing in the grandmas, folks. So it's basically just ripping off Daddy's Home too. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Right. That's Literally. Yeah. Yeah, I hate that. And there'll be a bunch of, like, old people acting wacky jokes like I hate so much. 
It's like, oh my god, grandma's still drinking? Who are the grandmothers? Do we know yet? Or is that a secret? We don't know. Yeah, that'll probably be a reveal. It'll be like Susan Sarandon and fucking... Betty White. Yeah. Some other cliche old lady. Some other side. Yeah, I'm out. But yeah, the... I've said it a million times. The movies that become like franchises and trilogies is just like embarrassing. Like Hitman's Bodyguard 2, Bad Moms trilogy. Cool. This is. Well, it's easier to just hit rewind and just redo a movie that's already been done rather than actually having to think about it. And that's that's the stage that we're in right, the state that we're in right now. And that sucks. That's true. I forget how lazy people are, and they just need like, well, we gotta make something. Just do another one of those. That'll. I don't get why you can't just not make anything and have your studio come across like A24, where when you put something out, people have faith in it that it'll be good. Yeah. Although I guarantee A24 makes way less than a lot of the others. So I guess that makes sense, but... Yeah, they're very choosy. <clears throat> I saw Megan Fox has a new movie coming out Fuggin'. called Rogue, where she's oh. like a lion hunter. <laughs> yeah, you referenced that on the group text the other day. That looks dumb. The poster was making me cackle on the... <laughs> It says from the director of Silent Hill Revelation. No it. good. And it's just, I love the idea of someone seeing that poster and just being like, oh my God, I fucking love Silent Hill Revelation. I'll definitely watch this Megan Fox Lion Hunter movie. Did we see Silent Hill in theaters? I feel like I saw the first one. I didn't see Revelation, mm. the second one. I remember that being like a forgettable, like Resident Evil kind of snoozy video game movie. That, I don't know. Not really my style. I'm not crazy about those movies. The uh, I can't think of a single adaptation of a video game to a good movie. Yeah, the maybe that first Mortal Kombat. That's kind of a banger. I remember seeing that in the Situate movie theater. We're going local here, but in the Situate movie theater before it was redone Beautiful. into a slightly worse theater by the Patriot Cinema crew. Back when it was like the like ratty bathrooms and the the AC would go on and off and it would flood. It was like, charming though. I got a kick out of it, yeah. Yeah. And there was always like a bunch of situate kids there, and I was like ten years old and would be afraid to go because I was afraid I would get bullied. Dude. Reveal. I snuck into my first R-rated movie in the theater. <laughs> we went from Mr. Bean into Starship Troopers. What an upgrade! And you saw that boob. Yes. And it was the best night of your life. Unforgettable. And that movie rocks. I feel like we got caught sneaking into a couple R-rated movies. I remember it happened during The Cell. Yeah, we got kicked out. we got out kicked of, out. I was so into that movie. You were like, loving it? I was like, whoa, this movie's insane. And then, yeah, we totally got kicked out. That was a bummer. Mm. That happened a few more times. I always I blamed remember. Gully for that because he looked like he was 11 years old. I yeah. felt like I could pull it off. That's a classic. There's always like the youngest looking kid in the crew spoils those uh oh yeah those they probably saw gully in this in the aisle and were like not a chance and then just checked our ids immediately that child can't handle this jennifer lopez vince vaughn thriller i don't know why you gotta <laughs> put me inside your dreams yeah. <laughs> i don't even know why i'm doing this directed by tarsem this is wild i tried to get serious yeah vince vaughn's really serious arc is hilarious yeah. and now it's like actually kind of working now that he's found s craig zoller <laughs> But yeah. prior to that, it was sort of just a cartoon. Yeah, like Psycho and all that stuff. Clay Pigeons like was a comedy, so you can't really count that. But Psycho and um, A Cool Dry Place. <laughs> and then what's that other one? <laughs> Is that the one with Anne Heche? No, Return to Paradise. Whoa, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the one with Anne Heche where like, he has to like go back to 
I don't know, like Columbia or something. Only true Vince Vaughn heads have even seen that. I own it, I think. Wow. And I also saw that Netflix has a new animated show called Hoops coming out. Oh, you sent me that. That made me laugh. Netflix. I'll see you in court. I don't know who you think you're dealing with. My goodness. Hire me, Hoops. (laughs) People don't know. Ant calls me Hoops. And some other people do. It's one of those silly nicknames that's... I think I say what's happened in hoops at the beginning of every episode. So if you've missed that 80 times, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Um, Why did you do that, Scotty? It looks like an okay animated show. Jake Johnson plays the lead voice. He's kind of funny. Are we in on him? I'm in. He was new girl guy. I get him and help me out. Adam Pally can mixed up a little bit. Yep. They're the same kind of dude. Like scruffy, goatee, like sarcastic. Like is he good looking? Is he not? Is he gonna get the girl? Like (laughs) he's self-deprecating. Like he doesn't really have much of a career path. He's sort of all over the place. That's how they are in every role they do. Classic. Very relatable. Um, uh, This show every animated show has that like Rick and Morty look to it. It must be very cheap to produce it because every show has that look now. mm, No thanks. It's I don't know. Not for me. It makes everything too samey. And, yeah, I'm not into it. And I see that musicals are very hot right now. They're making a prequel to Grease and a sequel to Dirty Dancing. Oh, my God. (laughs) The Dirty Dancing sequel will bring back Jennifer Grey, even though she's got a lot of work done and, frankly, is not recognizable as her Dirty Dancing character anymore, in my opinion. Mm. She just doesn't look like the That's same something person. that I've heard. Yeah, people discuss that. And she's also married to Clark Gregg, which is fun. <laughs> is she really? She is. She didn't take his name? <laughs> she should have. Clark Gregg is uh, a famous sidecar. He's in like the Marvel movies, a bunch of indie. Oh, she doesn't look anything like that anymore. Yeah, like you wouldn't know that it's her. She's going to have to be like, hi, it's me, baby. Remember me from the corner from Dirty Dancing? She got her it's- entire nose redone. <laughs> I'm back, yeah. It's, it's you weird. Can, it almost looks like she had a nose job around the time of Dirty Dancing and like it wasn't, it was like an 80s nose job and they Ooh. just like scraped out some of her septum and then she just went back in, you know, maybe 10 years ago <laughs> and had her whole face replaced. She probably She looks did. good. Yeah. She had good work done. Wow. But I mean. I thought she was kind of pretty the way she was. Yeah. Yeah. She was, she played Ferris Bueller's sister in that. Yes. Yeah, I, she, she was sexy in that. Yeah. She had a fun look. Her and uh, Charlie Sheen just exchanging aides in the principal's office. <laughs> Great scene. Clark Gregg. But yeah, Swayze's 10K. dead. You shouldn't make another Dirty Dancing. They just want that name. They just want to like trick people into watching it. They'll be like, oh, Dirty Dancing? And they got somebody back? Oh, I guess I'll look at this. Just dangling Patrick Swayze's bones around <laughs> like a marionette? Yes. Uninteresting. The first one was fine, yeah. but I'd rather watch Roadhouse. Mm. Roadhouse. So fucking sexy in Roadhouse. And did you see that Rodham is in the works at Hulu? A new series that will take place in an alternate reality in which Hillary Rodham Clinton never married Bill Clinton. Is that cologne I smell? What about our no cologne agreement? Now this is what people want. (laughs) Like an alternate (laughs) universe like Hillary Clinton uh, sliding doors type show. What the fuck is up with Hulu and Hillary Clinton? They yeah. already did that documentary Hillary yeah. with like eight episodes that was awful. That was enough. Yeah, we've <laughs> had it. 
We're good. We I get really, it. I can't imagine who this show is for. It's like the woman in the high castle is basically <laughs> what this show is. If anyone recommends the wo- woman or the man in the high castle to me again, I'm going to be upset. That's not something I want to watch. Although and no was, more Yellowstone recommendations either. That's <laughs> for everyone. He's had it. But they could call the show Illegally Blonde. I thought that would be fun. Hillary wise. Like false flag. He's in. The fans loved it. Oh my god, they're eating it up. You love to see it. <laughs> um, what else? And did That's you see? a lot see? of news. I know, I got a bunch. Yeah, keep going. Taron Egerton is set to star in Tetris. Oof. Which, when I saw the headline, I was like, ooh, are they going to try to turn Tetris into, like, a sci-fi blockbuster like they did with Battleship? But no, they're going to follow the true story of the high-stakes legal battle to secure the intellectual property rights to Tetris. Sounds enthralling. You on board? Not really. I mean, I like Tetris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I like playing... It's not a very- show or a movie, though. Yeah. It's not they're, something that... Like, gonna what, are you gonna, to, what are you going to do with that? They're going to try to make like a social network type behind the scenes Tetris got guns here. expose. Yeah, I got a bad feeling about that one too. I don't like Taron Edgerton. I don't like Joel Edgerton. I don't like the fact that I can't remember which one's which and the names. Yeah. Name me anything. Like, oh, Rocket Man. Shut up. I fucking hate both of those guys. He's out. It Comes at Night was cool, but only because of a friend of the show, Trey Edward Schultz. Mm, Not because of Taron Edgerton or whoever the fuck it was. They're both okay. They're whatever. Right. Exactly. You could put either of them in anything and it's whatever. And Edgar Wright is set to direct Stage 13, a new movie that will follow the ghost of a silent film era actress who has haunted the titular soundstage of a back lot for decades. Mm. Fucking titular. You hear that shit, bro? Like tits? Fucking here, is it? Um, I'm a big Edgar Wright guy, so I'm obviously on board. I'm sure it'll yeah, be great. Yeah, sure. Uh, I met him once. Did you? As I've told you, yeah. Fish handshake. Ooh, oh yeah. I big do time. Oh, you met him in like... Uh, Jason Schwartzman and um, other people and Michael Sarah. Yes. All three of them have a fish handshake. It was mm-hmm. weird. It was yeah. Scott Pilgrim was being promoted at WAF where I worked a radio station here in Boston. I shook all of their hands and it was like running my hand over a wet sponge three <laughs> times in a row. Couple rascals. That movie came out almost exactly ten years ago because they just did like a reunion online and. Your lab is still really cool. I love that movie. I guess I understand why people like it, but I don't even know what to say about it. I don't dislike it, and I don't love it, but I I don't know. It's not for me. I'm a big fan. It's actually on Netflix right now, if you've never seen it, folks. It's worth watching. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Just a couple more news items here. I got a quick bad duo alert. <clears throat> this... Headline, I read it. It sounds like something created in a lab to annoy me. Who you got? Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson team up for animated comedy series Father Mucka on Quibi. <laughs> I don't, I've tried to find the booing sound. But... <laughs> there we go. That's the stuff. 
They're just trying to upset us with these shows. Yes. They're like, they picked all the buzzwords. They found out everything we hate. And they're like, here we go. We reverse engineered a new Quibi show. And we're going to wow the Yeah, that sounds boys. terrible. Yeah. Whoever told them they were a good duo is a fucking monster. And they ruined the world. Yeah, they're not at all. Yes. <clears throat> and I, they're saying Donald Glover might reprise his role as Lando in a future Disney Plus Star Wars series, which might be fun. He was good in that role. Not Mandalorian. They're going to do another one. Yeah, they'll do like. What a about another thing. one? They're all about. They're turning them all into Star Wars shows now. Like they got an Obi Wan show popping, and some other one. The okay. movies, the movies started to bomb, so they're like, "Okay, we're doing shows now. We're we're a TV operation. They're really making that four billion dollar acquisition of Star Wars uh, sing for them." How does the Mandalorian or other Disney shows pay them beyond Disney Plus subscriptions? There's no ads. Mm. I always wonder that. Like Netflix still isn't making money, right? That. Yeah, I don't know. They have so many subscribers. I don't know how they're not doing Do they, something. though? Think about how many people you know who have, like, nine people on an account. Is there really that many people who subscribe? Yeah, I don't know. And the subscription's, what, like 10 bucks a month? They're, think, they're dropping trillions on content. There's no way they're breaking even. I think, yeah, they're just spending so much on... They're becoming know. the household name of streaming services, though, Netflix. Like, people don't say, like, oh, you should just watch that on Hulu. Hmm. They go, oh, yeah, it's probably on Netflix. So like, what, what's on, what, you know, there's nothing good on Netflix last night. And they just, they literally mean all of the streaming services they checked. Yeah. It's like Kleenex. Yeah, that's true. So that's cool. But I mean, having a cachet, you know, and being oh, able cool. to get a bunch of shitty movies made isn't really going to pay the bills as far as I'm concerned. I'd rather be Ted Turner. Ooh, Teddy. Or Sumner Redstone. <laughs> Two class acts. I, I mean, don't know. That's just me. Due to popular demand, folks, welcome back to Scotty's Book Corner. You should have fucking warned me. I would have come up with some <laughs> kind of drop. Like, uh, yeah. Do you have give the applause again? That'll that'll get me. How going. about good? Yes, Pike. Oh, we have to let it ride though. You gotta keep going. This music Hit the takes post. Me back. But yes, I'm still reading Ant Kind by Charlie Kaufman. It'll probably take me all year to finish it. It's like 800 pages. I think I. I recently crossed the 100 page mark so Ooh. slowly but surely tell us describe each page in detail <laughs> start this, with page one and just go all the way through this is uh, a book about an aging director who he's been working on a movie for 30 years but he just can't like get it right it reminds me a lot of his movie Synecdoche New York have you seen that yes yes great movie Probably the saddest, most depressing movie ever made. I don't think I could handle Yeah, I was really depressed by it. I remember being really excited and then watching it and being like, oof. The end of that movie. It's heavy. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing heavier. It's like insane how fucked up it is. We all love the Malkovich script. I'm liking the book and I saw that Val Kilmer just dropped an audio book called I'm Your Huckleberry. I can't believe you're not all over this. I deleted my or deactivated my Audible temporarily because I mm. found myself not using it and it kept rolling in with $23 a month mm. and all my credits kept expiring and I was like, I can't do this anymore. That's a big roll. That's a hit. Yeah. 23. Yeah. It should be half that. Yeah. The books, they're not coming out like they used to. No, they're not. Which is weird because you'd think 
if you're going to do a book, I suppose you can't do an audio book from home though, huh? You got to go to a sound stage. I'm sure they could figure it out. But Who that's knows? another annoying thing. They have an audiobook version of it, but it's like Will Forte and a bunch of other people reading it. And it's like, oh, oh that's cool. Like some weird gets, but who wants to read, especially an autobiography about someone's life that's not in their voice? It would just make it like so much better. Yeah, no thanks. It. It's absurd. That's dumb. Yes. <clears throat> and maybe we get into shuts in this moment. You're going to, I have a big reveal here. Ooh. I'm shutless. You're shutless? Second time in enough history, I'm shutless. Wow. You deserve a sound effect for I that. I don't have them open. I keep closing them because <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to. I'm addicted to them. I don't want to use too many. I'm going to use this one. Okay. I like where your head's at. Oops. Let me see. Yeah. I'm trying not to overdo it with the sounds. When I knocked on the window and startled her a little bit <laughs> and then I explained to her who I was. What have I done? I changed her flat tire for her. <laughs> I take it back. I mean, it's my moment. He's back. I get to use whichever one I want. I'm going to use two. You know, you solve all your problems on your own, and you get really oh, good at solving all your problems so long. <laughs> it's 10 full seconds of, like, back sound and just, like, awful YouTube audio. I'm proud of you, though. You're not shutting things off. I'm hanging in. I hung in there all the way through two Scott Peterson documentaries. I, I A couple episodes or moments left in the second one, but I'm going to go back. Mm. Wow. I have a rewatch in here. I have a... Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. I mean, I shut off a new Netflix show called Cursed, which is like a CW teen fantasy oh, type God. show. I popped on because Frank Miller co-created it. The like Sin City yeah, yeah. guy. He's just bored, huh? I guess. And like five minutes in, I was like, oh, this is like a Xena warrior princess, <laughs> but like even more for kids type show. And I didn't last very long. I felt silly watching it, frankly. <laughs> I'm very out of their demographic. But I also shut off Infinitely Polar Bear, a Mark Ruffalo vehicle. Oh, come on, Scott. <laughs> what the hell, man? I mean, Mark, I'm still a Ruffalo soldier, but this movie with that title, my God. They knew! <laughs> and they did. <laughs> they knew! My Ruffalo is so bad. Yeah. I've hit it like once. Mm. Like one time eight weeks ago when we first started watching like Never Have I Ever or whatever that fucking show yeah. is. You need to watch a Ruffalo vehicle and have it fresh. That yeah. always, that helps. But yeah, this movie with that awful title. Is it a sob story? It's, yes. He loves a sob story. What's up with that? It's a family drama about him being bipolar and his wife oh. also has another spicy kind of mental illness. And it's just like... Who could watch this? I'm, it might even get interesting, but it's just... And that's why it's Polar Bear, because bipolar? In, yeah, I assume. I don't. It's nice. I didn't get to the part where they explain that. I'm bored already. You were bored, huh? Titles really matter. Like I bet that title dissuaded almost everyone who thought about watching it from watching. Like, Infinitely Polar Bear? What yeah, is this? Yeah, it's dumb, and, and like it's it's supposed to be charming and clever. It's like, a, it's like this is an indie darling, but it yeah. just comes across as trite and stupid yes and mental illness is actually a really heavy topic so they probably should have given it a more serious Ooh, title i agree i like it but that's all i had two breezy two shots. shots what do you got for, i have two obits though Ooh, hit me my first one is anything to do with bert kreischer <laughs> him his stand-up his oh, appearances hey on things 
like him being drunk with his big belly and like taking his shirt off. And what I about just, that bit of him drinking a gallon of Kool-Aid every day though. <laughs> That's good stuff. Ah, I, I guess I smirked at that on Opie and Anthony the other day or Jim and Sam, whatever it is now. Mm. I'm just done. I don't, everyone always tries to get me to like him too. I feel like he's the guy that people really have some, it's like, he seems like he's a nice guy. So he I think does. people get sucked in by that and then they recommend him to you and they hear that you like comedy. Like, are you into like Bert Segura and, or Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer? And just like, no, I'm not. And I just don't like him. And I quit drinking, so his whole shtick doesn't do anything for me. I'm, I just, I think I resent him. That's probably fair. Like people pushing him on me for years yeah. and talking about how funny he is, and it's, he's just like a drunk, fat, fat idiot. He's not funny. He's like Chris Farley if he had no talent. He's someone. I've said this about a lot of people. He's funnier when he's just making an appearance, like on a radio show, just talking. Like when I watch his stand-ups, yeah, it's. Very like booze heavy and like he's a chucklehead. Yeah, he never shuts up. I do like the bit of him taking off his shirt at the beginning of every stand-up show. I think that's kind of funny. It's original because no one else has done it. That's yeah. all I'll give him. And then I also said anything at all created by Dick Wolf. Mm, yeah. <laughs> no more Dick Wolf. I anything couldn't agree with that anymore. Like every iteration of Law and Order. Like and- we were saying the other day that. They're bringing back Christopher Maloney's SVU character, but not on SVU. They're giving him his own show. And Mariska Haggerty gets her own show. Yeah. They're not putting them together. Exactly. Despite them being friends in real life, they're just giving them each their own shows. Yeah. It would be like bringing back the X-Files, but have it be two separate shows. It's like, no, it's all about the chemistry of the leads. What are you guys doing? What is this? I don't know. We're probably losing people. Everyone loves Law & Order besides us, I feel. I imagine people are probably disagreeing with us and thinking, what? Like, what? I'm in a marathon SVU on USA all weekend. Dun, dun. Nothing worse than an SVU episode that you catch it a couple minutes in and you're not quite sure what's happening. And people do it all the time. They're like, oh, it's just, I love these marathons. And they'll just jump in with whatever's happening and just like watch it with the commercials. Cause every episode is basically exactly the same. Like somebody got raped and we're <laughs> going to find the cum. Dun dun. Law and order. Cum hunter. <clears throat> Coming to Peacock. Yeah. I'm out. No Dick yeah. Wolf. I'm done. He's out. Second prize instead of steak knives. Maybe we take a break. Watch the new Netflix original, the kissing booth too. Joey King, as you said the other day, has been activated. Mm, Reveal? Or no, I said that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Jumping on the grenade. (laughs) Don't worry, buddy. Your secret's safe. He's back. (laughs) Is she she like 23 years old? She looks 14. I think think she's, she's legitimately like a grown woman and looks like a child. I think she's getting there. She does still have a kid face, but she's she's burgeoning. I'm there. Yeah, I do. (laughs) How old is she? Let's look it up. He's in. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I mean, she's old enough, but Jesus. She's 16 years younger than I am. So let's do the math. What does that make her, 20? Yeah, she's 20 years old. Oh, okay. So that's fine. I mean, we're... But oh, no, she has the boys regular now? She cut her hair really short? Why do they do that? That's hopefully from that. Her with that Jacob Elordi guy from Euphoria in the kissing booth, too. I'd watch that. Little do the fans realize this is a bit. 
and we're actually going to watch the new uh, James Franco or Dave Franco movie, The Rental. Yes. Which is a six ninety nine rental on iTunes, and I'm looking forward to that refund. Mm. We'll be right back. In. The Dave Franco spectacular continues. <laughs> Folks, we just watched The Rental, a new movie to iTunes. This, uh, if it was bad, I was going to say, this sure was The Rental. <laughs> There's a reason they didn't call it The Purchase. Well, I mean, I'll never watch it again. Yeah. So I suppose you could say that joke still works. He's in. This was good, though. Like, way better yeah, than I, liked it. I thought it was going to be. Dave Franco is a good director? Question mark. This movie like impressed me. In Eighty-eight this, minutes too. That impressed me. Yeah, especially for a directorial debut. Oh. This had a a great look. It was written by him and Joe Swanberg. Who's that again? The guy from Family Guy who's in a wheelchair. <laughs> yes, Peter. Oh. The uh, no, he's that guy who does that. Netflix show Easy that no one on earth but me watches that nope. I think is very good. Nope. And he did those going. those indies like Digging for Fire. Nope. And Keep going. Fuck, what else did he do? He's good. He's like a big indie guy. Hmm. Part of that. May I ask what do you like about him? <laughs> part of that um, er, mumblecore mo- movement of films from a few years ago. I'm looking at him right now. I have no idea who this guy is. He's good. Digging for Fire, he's got so many indies. Give me some of his other recent directorial works. Uh, Drinking Buddies. Yes, that was good. Olivia VHS? Wilde. Yeah, he did one of those. Okay. Yeah, he's good. He's winning me back with VHS. And he's using his VHS chops in Art this history? Movie. Oof. This movie was something of a, a thriller, one would say. Mm. I, I thought it was going to be more like a horror movie, but it was... It was kind of both. Yeah. Hard not to ruin it by... No. Yeah. I the thing that got me is I felt like part of it was a borrowed premise, but they did put their own spin on it. And I'm not gonna say what movie they borrowed from. Yeah. Because if you've seen that movie it'll ruin it. But let's just say it's not the most original concept. I wasn't blown away. This is like Dave Franco's certainly not innovating here. Like mm. he, it feels derivative of a lot of other projects. Yeah. But I think it found some interesting stuff within a somewhat Hackneyed or overplayed premise. I, right, I do feel they did a lot with a little. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it is a tough one to talk about without giving it away. Right. It's There's like, almost nothing we can really touch on. It's basically like a group of, of two couples, two brothers and their wives go to a rental cottage or like it's actually a really nice like Airbnb house somewhere mm-hmm. in the mountains. And they're having like a kind of like a big chill weekend. And... Then things get wild. Right. And then, you know, chaos ensues. And, you know, one can only imagine. There's like, a few other movies like this, like I said, but it, this one does it well, I think. Yeah, like, I liked what a casual thriller it was. It mm. wasn't like trying too hard. It was just like unfolding in a slow but interesting kind of way. I really liked it. I didn't even take too many notes because I was just into the feature. Scotty enthralled. Yes. Yeah, it was good. I'm, I'm going to give it... 
Uh, one very big bag of popcorn with a lot of butter. Ooh, lots of butter. We which like is a good <laughs> fucking. Which is good for me. Put yeah. that coffee down. This is the rental now on iTunes. Six ninety nine rental though, folks. So we really got to commit to the rental. Hmm. Ha <laughs> ha. He's in. What else did you watch? We well, let's get into the most notable i guess we both watched the movie the outpost yes uh starring scott eastwood clint eastwood's son and or enemy of the show orlando bloom yes and friend of the show caleb landry jones mm. weird cast this is a a good old-fashioned war movie mm-hmm. even though this one's more contemporary set in 2006 afghanistan and based on a true story which you know most which is war- crazy yeah but this was good. Very well directed, believable. Mm-hmm. Gets right into mm-hmm. it. Five minutes in, there's a firefight going on, and there was a firefight. <laughs> Symbology. This movie had great, like gunplay or gunfights, whatever you want to call it, and it would always like happen out of nowhere. Like they're just at the base, like having a goo, and then like you know shots would just start happening, and it made watching the movie more exciting because I. I, yeah, the the pewing to me, like the pew, pew, pew of the bullets, felt like it was really. I don't know. You watch it with a good TV, you feel like you might be in the room. Yeah, right? like it, it was well done. It keeps you on your toes yeah. because uh, it's probably like how it was uh, to actually be there. It's probably what they're going for. I yes. would say in the beginning, I was writing down, I hate Scott Eastwood, <laughs> and by the end, he won me back. He's no Clint Eastwood, but he'll do. He's okay. He kind of was doing an Eastwood at the end. Did you catch that? My dad pointed it out, and I was like, Jesus. He was, like, doing the face, and, like, he was like, yeah, this platoon. Yeah. Every time like, every time he squints, he looks exactly like his dad. Yes. Like. Fun fact, he is 33 years old, and his father is 90. Whoa. So he had him when he was 57 years old. Wow. 50 years old. <laughs> Imagine having a, your first kid or whatever. I don't know if he's his first kid, but having a kid at 57 years yeah, old. He's like having a kid on the while making Grand Torino. Him like, uh, I came in your mother <laughs> and it worked. Uh, kiddo. Uh, Orlando Bloom sucks in everything, including this. And you don't, have, don't worry, you don't have to really see much of him, but... Yeah. Uh, Lord of, like we were saying the other day, Pirates movies and Lord of the Rings were such a gift for him. And yeah. now he's married to one of the most famous pop stars who's ever lived, having a child. And she's like going on Howard Stern talking about how hot he is. Yeah. As you said the other day, his like half hearted comeback that's been happening yeah. lately. I don't know where I thought it's that was your from. bit. I came up, that was me. We'll both take All it. All right. I'm going to give you that one. But okay, we're in. I, yeah. Like yeah. this, where, where is it coming from? Who asked for this? Yeah. Is Katy Perry propelling this? Like people <laughs> seeing him in tabloids and saying, well, you know, maybe he's still relevant. We'll give him another role. Probably. Right? Because, yeah, he lucked out getting involved in some very popular trilogies that were popular not really because of him. He just happened to be in them. Right. But anything, any movie he's the star of is like horrible. Yes. I'm thinking of like Elizabethtown Oof. and. Yeah, I, I can't think else. of any. He's in like Troy, that's forgettable. Oh, God. He's just, and his accent in this movie, he's doing like a southern accent. It was embarrassing. It's Kingdom like, of Heaven? Yeah, oof. Ooh. Turkey. Uh, retaliation? Never <laughs> even heard of that. Carnival Row, a TV show? Oh, yeah. Orlando Bloom is on an, an 
uh, animal. Amazon original card called Carnival Row. Yes. Where he plays like a fairy or something or some sort of a creature. No good. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't seem like it. Troy, the calcium kid, That's... Ned Kelly. Oh. Black Hawk Down. Which I was that okay, movie was I very guess. overrated. I don't like that movie much. He hasn't really done a ton of stuff. Like I'm looking at his filmography. He spent a lot of time. Yeah, basically I... 2000 until 2000 and yeah, one, two, three, four. He spent like almost all of the mid 2000s, like 2000 to 2007. He basically like his main priority was pirates and rings. Yeah. And then at some point he like went away. And then he roared back in with the Three Musketeers reboot. I think he showed up in like the Hobbit movies playing his Legolas role. And then he was, um, just, er. like, he was just like, I guess I'm back on the scene. I'm acting again. But whatever. No, we don't yeah. like him. Yeah. And this movie, <clears throat> The Outpost, it had good like handheld camera work. It was mm. a very. You love that. Not always, but in the right movie, if they do it right. well, uh-huh. I think it's uh, it's strong. Get up, boy! It was directed by Rod Laurie, who's more of a TV guy. I looked him up. He directed like a handful of episodes of every TV show that's been on the air for the past 20 years. Yeah, I've not he's heard a, of him. He's a worker. I think I looked him up in the beginning, and I was like, I don't know who this is, and just closed his IMDb. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed this. Mm. The outpost, more like the inpost. How many bags of popcorn would you give it? I mean... Keep in mind, any number can be good or bad, however you want to say it. I'm going to give it a hot 7 out of 10. Wow. Right down the middle. I mean, that's that's a big rating. What else? Did you watch... Did you finish the Mike Epps special? Oh, I... You shut that, didn't you? I didn't shut it. I fell asleep watching it. Doesn't because, count. Because I was tired, not because of whatever. Did you, the new Mike Epps special, Only One Mike on Netflix, uh, came out, I guess, last year, but it's as new of a special from him you're going to get. Uh, I loved it. That The toenails bit. He's like, fellas, cut your toenails. <laughs> that made me laugh really hard. And just a, the, all like the really inside black guy stuff that I didn't even know what he was talking about made yeah. me laugh a lot. He's one of those stand-ups. He's like all personality. It doesn't yeah. even matter what he's saying. Right. It's just like how he's saying He it. doesn't even need jokes. He can just kind of go up on the stage and walk around and talk about stuff. And it just, it's immediately funny. Yeah. He did like three minutes on the product that Genuine uses in his hair. Yeah. He's like, he's up on stage and then it's coming down his forehead and yeah. like talking about, <laughs> I was dying at that. Yeah. And it didn't even make sense. And the bit about Trump moving into the White House after Obama, that was good. He had some good Trump stuff. Yeah. Mike Epps is funny. He's a funny guy, yeah. He, he's funny in everything that he pops up in, too. It made me want to, like... He, I like how he closes... I don't want to ruin his closing bit, but he does close the set with one of his bits from the like the All About the Benjamins, where he's doing the, mm-hmm. like, 15, 4 to 5, and he's doing, yeah. like, the lotto numbers. That's become his, like, most infamous thing. And I just, he fucking kills me. So that's Mike Epps, only one Mike. It's, it's a, it's a, it's not like the best special. It's not like Chappelle quality, but it's, I don't know. He's one of my favorite working comedians now based just entirely on his whole persona. Speaking of comedy specials, I also watched Esther Pavitsky, Hot for My Name. Oh, was that good? I got to watch that. Oh, I thought you watched it. Uh Uh-uh. It was... 
You Good. didn't. You didn't love it. I didn't. That love pizza it. joke made me laugh. Yeah, like her, like having sex with me is like having sex with a slice of pizza. You have to blot it down and we'll lock down the grease, and I just lay there. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's funny. She's funny, and she has a great podcast that I recommend called Esther Talk. Mm. That's a weird name to say, Esther. I keep saying es- it like I think it's Esther. just Esther. Yeah, that's better. Th- you don't pronounce the H. Okay, we solved it. And she was just on Whitney Cummings' podcast, How Ooh. Dare You or Good For You, whatever the fuck it's called. Yes. And she's funny, but <clears throat> this special did that thing a lot of specials do that I hate, where they'll show you like five minutes of the stand-up, and then they'll cut to like her just like palling around with her parents or friends, you know, just like behind the scenes filler stuff. To mm. fill out a special, take that out of all specials. <laughs> Just show me the comedy on the stage. Like, if you want to have like fun behind the scenes clips, play over the credits. That's cool, but I don't know. It, like, ruin the whole thing. All the the uh, the filler segments. Because I guess she didn't have like a long enough special for it to just be that she probably had like 35 minutes of stand-up and then they were like oh we'll fill out the rest of the hour with this and that and that's a mistake Mm. don't do it Mm. she didn't love it i didn't but it's got some laughs and Mm. i like her in general so give it a watch it's on comedy central esther pavitsky hot for my name and i also checked out a new Netflix documentary series called Fear City, New York versus the Mafia. Some classic uh, Sopranos type stuff. You got Capos, Consiglieris. Capones. Ah! Uh, you like it. I was thinking about getting in there. It's you good. can act like a man! Like, if you like Mafia stuff, it's entertaining. It's basically just a bunch of Sopranos extras talking to the camera about being a wise guy and what it was like and how fucked up. The They do a deep dive into like the real story of bugging this guy's house and where it's just like, this was like a season of The Sopranos. It's Maybe you should just watch The Sopranos and you mm. don't even need this show. But I don't know. It's got some stuff. If, uh, yeah, check it out on Netflix. Fear City, New York versus the Mafia. And I did a little Peacock deep dive the other day to the new, uh, the hot I'm gasping new, again. You guys can't see it. The hot new NBC streaming service. Oh, no. Which had... I wish I had a Peacock sound. I don't know how that would even work. The whole Peacock price point is insane. Real no, quick, let me just explain. There is no version there's no ad free version of peacock no no good even the most expensive version which is 14.99 a month still has too much which is too much no other streaming service is that expensive you can get hbo cheaper than that i don't know who nbc thinks they are and it's for what friends yeah i think they honestly think that they're going to pull that many people in who just kept repeating friends on netflix and I, I think they're sorely mistaken because those people already bought Friends on iTunes. They're getting The Office. I don't think they have Friends. Friends is on HBO Max. Oh, God, Max. you're right. All the streaming stuff. The is Office, so- then, yeah. I hate, hate, hate listening to the, the, the drama of people fighting over shows on streaming services. Like, now you got to go to HBO Max to watch South Park? Yeah. Just, like, keep it on Hulu. Why? And then when when does Seinfeld leave Hulu and go to... Oops. When... Like, 
enough. Like, I don't like hearing about it. It's not interesting. It's pathetic. Like, instead of making new shows, all these companies are just arguing over who can show the old shows. It's embarrassing. But yeah, they think people are going to pay monthly to, like, watch a movie version of the show Psych and sit through commercials. I saw that. <laughs> it's... Didn't that movie get or show get two <laughs> shots at a movie? It did. Yeah. Enough. Enough. The show sucks. USA sucks. I'm done. But yeah, I'm not paying for it. I'm in the middle of a classic free trial period. Yeah, get out of there. And I also checked out the show Intelligence, a oh. Peacock original starring fan. And of you the loved show. it? You're recommending it to everyone? David Schwimmer. Fans will remember I'm a Schwim fan. I showed you that clip. His that entrance was funny, on the show. Yeah. Like People underestimate the power of a really funny song. The scene when they introduce him, he's not even doing anything, but the song Legs by ZZ Top kicks in while he's, like, getting in the way of all these people at the airport. Ten out of ten bit. All just because of, like, a funny deployment of a song. Yeah, that, uh... Ooh, monster cut. But yeah, this is a show... He's playing, like, a dickhead type character, which kind of works for him. He's uh, playing an American who's sent to a British base to solve their cybercrime problems. It's kind of like a watchable version of Space Force, that uh, Steve Carell show that I didn't care for at all. I don't know. I only watched like the first three episodes of six, but I'll probably finish it. I'm digging it. As far as like a Peacock original goes, it's the best I've seen so far. They have, and in the commercials that I saw while watching this, they have a new show called Keenan, which is a two-hander between Keenan Thompson and uh, Don Johnson, who's just really getting all the work. Like, when did that happen? Yeah, like, Don, when did Don become the guy? I think it might have been S. Craig Zoller. I want to say Django Unchained was the first thing right. where I was like, "Oh, Don Johnson, he's back." But I don't know if it was that or something else. But Tarantino he, is known to revive a career, so. But just like duo-wise, right. they're pitching the show is Keenan Thompson and Don Johnson. And the whole commercial is like them showcasing their banter. And it's such a wild duo, it might just work, but I don't know. I doubt it, yeah. I'm not completely sold yet. No thanks. And I also noticed that Ray Donovan is on Peacock, and I <clears> wonder why. The Showtime show. I don't think NBC has anything to do with them. CBS owns Showtime. I guess they were just like, sure, just take it, whatever. Viacom is so confusing. Who yeah. owns whom and whom? But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been watching. Check out P. They actually have a bunch of cool Hitchcock movies and, uh, a show that I only watched one episode of, but it's called Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Oh. It's basically like the Twilight Zone, but it's more like horror stuff. And he did them all. I'm going to get into it. Okay. Hitchcock, Peacock. It's all oh, happening. Fucking cock. Am I right, my man? <laughs> um, I watched two uh, Lacey and Scott Peterson documentaries, both on one on Hulu, one on Netflix, uh, I believe. Or they both they might both be on Hulu, to be honest. One is called Scott Peterson, an American murder mystery. And the other is called The Murder of Lacey Peterson. And if you don't remember, Scott Peterson was the guy who was out in, I guess, Modesto, California, 
early 30s, married. His wife was eight months pregnant, and he decided to murder her, chop off her head and arms, and then throw her into the ocean tied to cinder blocks. Interesting. And somehow her body and everything was recovered, and the murder was pinned on him. And, well, not pinned. He did it. Mm. And he... When they when they caught him, when they caught up with him, police, he was trying to flee the state. I think he was heading towards Mexico with his brother's driver's license, bleached hair, facial hair grown, Classic. and a whole bunch of shit on him, like and fifteen thousand dollars in cash. So he it's an interesting documentary, kind of breaking it down. And it's really fucked up how I guess she was right about to give birth and he had met another woman and he was cheating on her with this woman and cheating on his wife and it, the whole thing's fucking insane, and I can't do it justice by explaining it, but it was one of those, and he got life in uh, Rikers Island. Mm. So he's in, which is, I think, uh, off the coast of California, if I'm not mistaken. And he got convicted in 2004. He's been on death row now for 16 years. Mm. So he has been in the process of appealing it, as many do, and don't think he's going to get that appeal. So look forward to his death. Interesting. But it's good. If you like a nice uh, psycho serial killer, he's not a serial killer. He's just a, you know, a sociopath. I think he just thought he could just make his wife and baby he doesn't want go away and just live a life with this new, better looking woman. And the crazy part is she's in the documentary being like, I dated him and had no idea. And it was really inconvenient. Hi. Oops. Must be a fun gig for her. Like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll show up and talk about Scott. <laughs> like, I can't imagine what they must have had to do to get her in there. Like, yeah. just sending her peace and love, I guess. Peace and love, peace and love. He's one of those guys. I just know the name. I don't know the story at yeah. all. Watch the doc. It's good. It's a, it it's a good one. I often am bored by docs, but I've been able to get through a lot of them lately, and I'm feeling very, very intelligent. He's back. Just maybe, saying. Maybe we'll have to do another documentary, boys, episode. <laughs> Remind everyone. Doc guys? Uh, yeah, doc Let's guys. Let's spell it D-O-C-K this time. Kid. Get it? A pair of dockers? <laughs> no, I will dock. I know. Sh- okay. I was, I was taking another level with a pair of dockers. I was hoping that you were just pivoting away <laughs> from my disgusting joke. Moving along. Um, I also rewatched Waves, uh, which I don't need to do it again, but it is on Showtime now, and it's from, uh, what's his face? Trey Edward Schultz. There it is. I, I always forget his name, but we really like him. He did uh, Krishna and uh, It Comes at Night, yes. which are both interesting movies from A24, mm. and get in there. It's a movie about some high school kids and some wild shit happens. And there's like a couple of different acts. And yet again, uh, Lucas Hedges gets some work and does kind a of a okay a, job. Kind of a similar movie to Native Son, which we covered last yes. week. Which, I actually prefer Native Son, but this is a good right. one too. Yeah. Different, but like similar enough to compare and mm. both worth watching. Agreed. Um, that's it for me, reviews wise. You have anything else? I think that's all I got. Cool. Uh, let's get The Departed in. Kid. How's that sound? Fucking opening day, watching The Departed. What could fucking be better? I hate that. Didn't opening day <laughs> happen like a week ago? Kid, it was today, I think. Was it? I think. Uh, He's all right, here we go. <gasps> Frank. Ah, The Departed. At this point, it's Nicholson knows, 
or at least it's a pretty good idea that Leo is the rat. Yeah, but Leo like talks his way out of it with the cunning that he displays here. With like the shit talk he gave to him. Oh, the scene's over. Mm. I feel like we were watching. We that watched scene. that scene for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> now we get a little Wahlberg. All right. How you doing? I'm back. Hey, on how the are scene. you? Problem. You can't get by me. Yeah, I got a problem. Yeah, I'm five four. Like I got big like forearms. Today you wouldn't take a promotion. Let me know. And if you taking care of this, I wouldn't even be here. Fuck yourself, you piece of shit. And I'm gonna need the identity of your undercovers. Blow me, all right? Not literally, though. Unfortunately, there's no promotion involved for you. How fucking dare you? Meet me at Wahlburgers, and we'll have a fucking time. Oh, Martin Sheen. Can't wait till he gets tossed off the roof. That's gonna be a special episode. I'm gonna gasp. Like I said, two days ago, my guy <gasps> damn near found out... Patson's Pat Sin's gasp. <laughs> I think we got the best gasp in Braintree, really? if memory serves. I can't remember. We saw four at Pat Sin's and one in Braintree. I remember that. Dun, 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 oh, I mean, nothing. Like, that's true, because I still have the tickets, and they're all... Uh, yeah, one of them's Braintree. All right, that's 90. Well, at least we're into a new fucking scene. We have less than an hour left of this stupid bit. Um, You got some plugs? I... I don't have a ton. I mean, just the classics. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Seasoned. What are what are your ats? Uh, at Ankner, A-N-K-N-E-R, uh, at Ank underscore fit for my company. We're at Enough the Podcast, at Enough the Podcast, at Instagram and yes. Twitter. We, we really should have one uniform thing every time I, I, I get... Let's just not... I tried to skate over it. Let's just say we're on Twitter and Instagram. You'll find us. Yes. Just look for us. Yes. You're going to find... You know what the fucking logo looks like. You're going to dig it up. If you follow either of us, we have links to both of those in our respective bios true, we on do. Twitter and Instagram. Just go to our direct... Yeah, exactly. Yes. We get no action on the other Instagram. This is true. Um, and... Scott is actually a newly licensed massage therapist, so wow. come on by the Enough the Podcast studio for uh, an oil uh, candle stone massage yeah. whenever you want. I'm like Steve Buscemi's character on The Sopranos. Yes, but exactly. But more off-putting and deserving of death. All right. Been a good week. <laughs> uh, a lot of good flicks. Get out there and watch The Outpost and uh, The Rental. And we'll see you next week when we're going to be talking about uh, Steel Magnolias. Ooh. Folks, that's enough. Have a good one. Have a good one, man. Hello, Kersal? Yes, hello. Yes. <laughs> yes, hello, buddy. Yes, buddy. hello. You're live on the show. You're live on the show, buddy. How's Backdraft 2? Oh, uh, well, hi. Uh, long time, first time. <laughs> <laughs> this is friend of the show, Sean. We heard he was watching Backdraft 2, and we just had to get him on the phone. You can act like a man! Uh, Backdraft 2, we are... I don't know, but not quite an hour in. Shit. Did you buy, is it a purchase or is it on Netflix? Uh, 
It is on Netflix. Are you going to purchase it anyway, just to add to the collection? Nah, you know, I, a little bit of a reveal. I tried to buy Ladder 49, but it's only available for rent on iTunes. <laughs> Ladder 49? What are you, just in, a, in the mood for some fire movies? <laughs> I'm on a firefighter so, kick. So, another reveal. My wife and I are watching Chicago Fire Season 1 from the beginning. Oh, what? Eight, eight. Oh, yeah. We didn't even oh, have to bait you into going right into the Chicago verse. Know, you just I was, I was organically going. went right in. We actually discussed, like, hey, let's get him to talk about the Chicago verse. <laughs> you just took us right there. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Not very difficult because Backdraft actually takes place in Chicago, too. <laughs> Everything is the Chicago verse. A nice little tie. But yeah, it turns out there's like four seasons of Chicago Fire, four or five seasons that I haven't seen yet. Wow. Oh. I you love guys that. Would actually, I'll try to find some good uh, sound drops. The big, the big chief has a big bellowing voice. He says enough very frequently on the show. Yeah, make Ooh. us a couple of clips. We could use that. Yeah, that's fun. Stuff <clears throat> out for you. What uh? What are your most recent iTunes purchases? Just right off the top, whatever you got. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, dig it up. Sean is notorious for, might I say, over purchasing on iTunes. Fuck. Going, is, going, is, there, is there such a thing as overpurchasing though? That's not, not that's really. Not I guess I'd hand you that, but you know, there's a lot of it happening. There's a lot. Your collection is probably I don't know. Do you have more movies than COD digitally? No. He is the most. Has, uh, yeah, COD has a COD has a real job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What have you gotten recently? Uh, let's see. I know you watched Bad Boys for Life. How did you enjoy that? Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, I dug it. it was, I mean, I really hope they don't do another one. All right, so here are my my eight most recent purchases. Love it already. Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, oh that's this. a purchase? Joker. Oh. oh. Con Air. I'm, I'm Jokerified. <laughs> Con Air, I, I recently picked up Con Air too. I think that was in the 499s. Cod Air. The Rock, also 499 bin. Best action movie ever made, respectable. Bad Boys for Life. Yes. It was a theater 40, movie. 40 years of Forty Years of Rocky, a documentary that was like three bucks. Ba 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 Oh, I fucking love The Fugitive. Masterpiece. And, and A Few Good Men. I've never seen that. Oddly. You can't handle the truth. Yeah. I'm working on my Jack Nicholson. <laughs> it's way better than your Ruffalo. <laughs> that, that was my George Costanza Nicholson. 225 digital movies. Oh, that's a lot. That's a good number. My digital and, collection is trash. I don't even know I what I have. I can speak to this 100%. A lot of these were lazy purchases from right after Donovan was born. You just, and him and I would be sitting on the couch and he would have just fallen asleep and I wanted to watch something and having to go upstairs and get a DVD was out of the question. <laughs> oh, so you were rebuying stuff you already owned, which I respect. Oh, uh, I would say I would say of these 225, I own 200 physical copies also. <laughs> That's good. I love that. You, ha- you know what you like. And police... And as, as we've discussed, I don't. I know this isn't a political show, but when when all this digital media gets scrubbed in a year and a half, two years, those physical copies are going to be a big. Yeah, I, I still have all of mine, so we're safe. Yep. 
We're big DVD guys around here. Speaking of which, Scott, I still have your copy of Vicky Cristina Barcelona that you let me borrow a year ago. (laughs) Have you watched it yet? I have. It's good. Mm. You can have it back now. Okay, done. Sean, when uh, when can we expect you to give us a proper, like, full Friday the 13th breakdown every single movie, and we'll do the whole thing on air? Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> could we do Halloween? Because I could do Halloween right now. Just yes. right off. That's what I meant, actually. Yeah, <laughs> Halloween. Right off, the, right off the cuff. Like an oral history right off the dome. Yeah. Nice three and a half hour post-credit sequence. Let me tell you about Donald Pleasance's career, first and foremost. The late okay. great Donald Presence. Yes. That's the one thing that the, the the one thing that I wanted to see this year. I'm finally out on all the stuff that's going on because Halloween's postponed a year. I know it's fucked up. Yeah, that I don't even. Ugh, what the fuck? I mean, we obviously we knew that was going to happen, but and you know, Halloween's the kind of movie that I would prefer to see it in the theater. So yep. I get it, but it's just. This year stinks. That's a team movie. We we saw that all together. We got to mm, see the next we one did. together. Absolutely. Theater. We can bring Donovan. Extra Ooh. butter. <laughs> he'll be he'll be ready. You're two years old. You're ready for this movie now. Time to learn what healthy fear is. Yes. But we've gone for forever. In closing, I want to ask you one question. What is your favorite Chicago verse program? If you had to choose. Hundred percent TV. Love gritty pop dramas. Wow. Even in this day and age, you're hanging in there. I appreciate that. <laughs> Scott reminding uh, Scott, uh, Sean reminding us that blue lives matter. Yes. <laughs> These colors don't run and neither does he. Sean Parsons, everybody. Listen, we've said it all. <laughs> Classic Howard send off. <laughs> Have a nice night, buddy. I love you guys. We'll talk love to you soon. too, bud. Later. Love you. Thanks. Bye. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this post-credit sequence. Yeah, maybe this will be a thing that we do from now on. This Instead of me like sneaking in stuff without your knowledge, <laughs> we'll just you know be in on it together. It's a fun new Turkey Boys trick. Yes. So I hope you're still here listening. And if you are, and you're anybody other than Monty, text me and you win a prize. Monty, I'll just send you another copy of yesterday. 